Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. Here we go, here we go. And, of course, you can react to uh, all these stories on the Ramoslaw.com text line at 303-713-1043. As we've been talking about, Will Peterson uh, chronicles it all. Uh, where the Broncos' three Super Bowl teams rank among all 57 Super Bowl champions that were ranked in order by ESPN. And it's just basically who uh, they felt were the 50, uh, how they ranked the strongest to the weakest, I guess, Super Bowl winners. And the uh, Broncos represented well. The second Super Bowl, the 98 Broncos, the one that went back-to-back, finished as the 10th best Super Bowl team. The one that, the first one, which of course was the best story uh, and the most memorable one for, for all Bronco fans, that one came in at number 19 on the list, which still isn't bad at all. 19 out of 57. The uh, 2015 Broncos with the great defense, the no-fly zone, Peyton Manning, all that, Brock Osweiler, uh, they came in at number 47 out of mm-hmm. uh, 57. I wonder if any other player, you know, I'm just trying to put, like, I'm just trying to put myself in rarefied air, you know, another scorigami, if you will. Any other player um, have ha, been on three of the top 20 Super Bowl teams in history? <laughs> Some Which you, you are. You, you yeah, hold on I mean, that distinction. I'm on, I'm on number one. Number one. Number one team. Yep, Washington of 91. Then I'm on the number 10 team. The Broncos. And the number 19 team. Correct. Are you the only person to appear on three of the top 20 greatest Super Bowl teams of all time? Boy, I would think so. I would, too. So, so we found out I'm the only player in the history to win the Super Bowl on his birthday where his age corresponded with the number of the Super Bowl. Yep. So there's one record I have. <laughs> then the... Then, then, then I'm the only. I gotta be the only guy on three top twenty, well, three top nineteen, top nineteen Super Bowl teams of all time. You know what? It, is, what's just dawned on me. Mark what's just dawned on me is what's if that? If you play with me, you got a chance to win championships. <laughs> yes, you know everybody. Everybody. Oh, Elway carried you and. Terrell Davis carried you. Really? Were they on the number one Super Bowl team of all time? I think not. Mark Slarth, secret sauce. There he is, the secret there sauce. Is. By the way, the worst ranked of all the 57 Super Bowl teams, the 1970 Baltimore Colts. That was the first Super Bowl winner after the NFC-AFC merger. So, uh, or AFL, uh, AF, AFL, AFL, yeah, AFL and NFL merger. So they were the first one. So, yes, that was the 57th ranked. And number one ranked was the 1991 Washington team featuring, led by, starred by, what? one Mark yeah. Schlereth. Hey, where were the uh, where were all the Kansas City Patty Mahomes-led Super Bowl teams? What do you mean all of them? There's two. Yeah, both of them. 
Okay, well, let's just yeah, let's not okay. go. Well, they're going let's go, again. Let's not they're go. Cra- let's not go crazy. Okay, okay. In, in heaping praise, we're gonna have to play the song again. Ah, uh, that's a good question. I uh, I will look that. They're not in the top ten. I'll tell you that. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> so, Settle down. Uh, really twenty. Uh, the twenty nineteen team is eighteen overall. Yeah. And what'd you say, Fever? And the other one is the thirty first. Oh, they, they, so, 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 so Patty has no chance. He can't catch me. Nope. He's not going to catch nope. me. Nope. 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 Brady didn't catch me. Nope. Seven championships. Whoop de doo, Basil. Were you number one? <laughs> no. I'm the goat. Oh, you're Woo! the goat. Okay. Woo. This is even for you. This is uh, right? this is quite over the top, but uh, I like it. I am here for it. Cecil Lammy with his senior bowl notes. And uh, there are a lot of notes that he and Andrew Mason are putting out there at denversports.com, which I love because if you're just looking for, if you're just somebody who geeks out on all this uh, scouting stuff and looking ahead to the draft and and where all these guys uh, rank and who's disappointing, who's climbing the charts, it's all right there. And uh, so he, you can read about all the players that are jumping out. He has said he has not been impressed by the quarterbacks this week. Uh, specifically, uh, Bo Nix. He is not. Bo Nix has not jumped out and grabbed him like he was hoping. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, you know, one of the things I've been watching, Michael. I don't know if you watched any. By the way, he writes uh, during practice. Nix was working from under center, and he did a hitch step during the first part of his drop back. That's got to be coached out of him as bad as well as uh, that's a bad habit that just slows down his drop. Uh, he said, I did ask Nick's at the media event how comfortable he was working from under center. Nick's replied, 100% comfortable. Cecil said, it certainly didn't look like it on Wednesday. Mm. Um, I will, you know, one of the things I've been watching, I haven't watched the quarterbacks. You know, I've found myself like digging into in the hotel room is uh, the one-on-ones with offensive and defensive linemen. That's been, that's fun to watch. If you're, you know, a you know, football junkie nerd like I am. That that's the fun. So, who jumped out at you? Give us a name. I didn't. I don't know any of their names. I just was watching <laughs> the players. They look. Would you Would you recognize? Let's say if somebody stood out to you uh, at the at the Senior Bowl, if you saw him again at the Combine, would you recognize? Would you recognize Probably. the player if not the yeah, no the actual I name wouldn't. of the player? No, I wouldn't. So <laughs> basically, what I was doing didn't really help us in any way, anyway. shape, or form. Yeah, you basically just said hmm, he's pretty good. Got a good set. I like his yeah, foot. I, I, like, I like his footwork. Like, but, yeah, but you have no idea who he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, I was just like, man, that was really good. Hey, <laughs> next next <laughs> time, like, next time, could you maybe in their handy dandy notebook right. just maybe jot right. down a name? You know, maybe yeah. even a number. Maybe, I'll tell you what, just a number, because I'm sure we could go back and cross-check that with the uh, the rosters at the Senior right. Bowl. So just, right. just now a that, number. Like, now oh, that man, I, I really like that 97, right. you know, that kind of now, thing. Yeah, right? now that I think about it, that really was, I was just like, oh, look at 67. Right. Hey, leftover pickle. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I dropped a fry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Once that uh, hamster gets running on the wheel, yeah, who knows, well, you who know, knows where this? Uh, it's practically Friday. Who knows where this is going? Uh, also at DenverSports.com, uh, we've got Andrew Mason writing that the Tulane quarterback Michael 
Pratt confirmed that he's already had multiple meetings with Broncos officials. He's one of seven quarterbacks on hand for Senior Bowl week. Now, this is somebody who would definitely be a uh, a day two or day three pick. This is somebody who's, in, unless something really crazy happens, is not going to vault into the first round. So you're looking at somebody who's a, a, probably a second uh, or third round pick. Uh, if if you believe that Michael Penix is likely to be second round or deeper, maybe even Bo Nix. We'll we'll see on that. JJ McCarthy. But um, when you hear somebody like a Michael Pratt from Tulane, what is your reaction to him as a possible dr- Bronco draft pick? Um, any relation to Chris Pratt? No, That's my first none, thought. none, none whatsoever. Chris, if Chris Pratt was hanging around the Broncos, I think that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I love those. Uh, well, I love the. I should. I should. I love the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, the last one was terrible. I didn't terrible. see the last one. Terrible. But I will say this: terrible. The, the soundtracks are. Oh, awesome. the soundtracks are awesome, but the last one was awful. That's what I heard. I, awful. I, my niece told me she walked out. Yeah, of I, the I, theater. I, if it wasn't for the loyalty that I felt to the um, to the series, to the franchise, right. to the to the actors. I would have walked out. It was uh, by the bad. way, I didn't think the second one was very good. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was okay, but the, the, believe me, the second one was much closer to the first one than the, the third one. Just stood on its all, uh, all alone for being bad. Gosh, that just so they I don't know. We got good. They got to reset. They had the they, potential to be. They got to reset. They got to reset the whole superhero thing. They they just they've jumped the shark with the whole superhero thing. I, I agree. They've got to. They got to rethink the entire model. You All know who of the it, worst across super- across the whole uh, yeah. spectrum. Both you of know them. who the worst superhero is of all superheroes. The worst superhero of all superheroes. Yeah. Like okay. I won't even I won't even think about watching this movie. Okay. Aquaman. I like the first one. Oh, uh, but you're Aquaman. I like, like really? Momoa. I like Momoa. I I, oh, I yeah. like Momoa, but I'll tell you what, though, if any crimes happen out here in the ocean, <laughs> I'm your guy. <laughs> what the hell? What kind of superhero is that? Well, I dare you to rob a bank here in the ocean. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, pirates. You know, like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, um, Aquaman is faulty. The whole premise. <laughs> It's faulty. I don't. I won't so stand a guy for it. that can completely dominate all of the world's oceans is is not a true superhero. But just because Batman has a cool belt, he is. Well, he's a yeah. He's he he fights crime, right? Real, real crime. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, you know, Aquaman is just shuttling fish <laughs> like around, like hey. Listen hey, to me, don't fish. eat too much of the coral. We're trying to protect the coral reef. Oh man, you can have uh, You might be onto something there. You might be on. You might be on. You might be on. something there. Just shouting, shouting from the shallows. <laughs> hey, don't litter on the beach. I think he's a bum. <laughs> yeah, I think Aquaman's a bum too. <laughs> Wow, I did not see the conversation going that way. Yeah. Uh, where the heck are what what what, <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, we were talking about uh, Jake Shapiro's article. Uh, back to Michael Pratt. So, if you're looking for a connection here, 
The Tulane offensive line coach is Dan Rauscher, who oh, spent yeah, Dan. who spent ten seasons on Sean Payton's staff, including run game coordinator, tight ends coach. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, Dan Rauscher is the guy who used to bring me in to consult for the Saints. Okay. So Dan and I are tight. So, so I'll reach. I'm gonna. I'll, you know what? This will be a homework assignment. I'll reach out to Dan and ask him about uh, this Pratt kid. Okay, and I'll tell you what. We'll look ahead to Tuesday. Maybe that'll be our Telestrator Tuesday. You could break him down a little bit. I like it. All I right. like it. I like it. I like it a lot. There you go. Look at look at how seamlessly we just went from bashing Aquaman to establishing yep. some real good Michael Pratt intel. A guy who could be a Bronco draft pick. Mm-hmm. I like it. Very very good. Uh, let's see. We also have the Nuggets last night. Uh, in a rare occurrence, Nikola Jokic missing a big game. I had a buddy of mine from who lives in Oklahoma uh, who said, uh, how is it any different, Nikola Jokic, sitting out in a big game against Oklahoma City than Joel Embiid sitting out a big game for the Sixers against the Nuggets? I mean, you had probably Nugget fans. You probably definitely had Thunder fans. Who are really sure. looking forward to the idea of uh, Nikola Jokic playing in this game? And, and let's let's be real, Nikola's banged up a little bit. But you know, if this was a, a playoff game, he would have been playing. So is there is there is there a reason? Is there grounds, valid grounds, to point out some hypocrisy here? Um, I'm going to say the difference is that there was a head-to-head matchup between two guys who play the same position that were both the MVP candidates and were going to line up against one another, and you didn't give that guy a chance to get his at home. That's not the same for the Nuggets and the... uh, That's not the same for the Nuggets and and, the Thunder, right? It is not even in the same stratosphere, in the same galaxy, Mm. because Nikola Jokic has played in 47 of the Nuggets' 49 games. Right. He does not have a history. There is uh, no pattern uh, to suggest that this guy is a... um, uh, a load right. management junkie. Um, if if he's missing a game, it's probably a legitimate. He's banged up. And you know what? The Nuggets also, as defending champions, have earned the right to say, at times we're going to have to look at the regular season knowing that we have a long playoff run ahead of us and we can pretty much count on it that we have to... Watch yeah. our key guys during by, the course of the regular season. By the way, you're not going head to head with SGA. No, either, no, right? What? what, how, how do, you, what do you know what that guy's Shy name Gilgis is? Shy Gilgis Alexander. Shy Gilgis Alexander. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like SGA. Don't worry, Fever. I'm going to leave your secret. Bye. I don't want to share with everyone to mess up the uh, odds. Oh, by the way, by the way, uh. I forgot to tell you this off the top of my head on TV today. I think I made maybe the most apropos comparison in the history of great comparisons. Really? Well, share it with us. So just to back up, uh, everybody, Mark's been doing this week. He's been doing uh, the uh, uh, Craig Carton uh, FS1 show. 
you've been a panelist all week. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yes. Matt Smith did a great job filling in four days this week from 6 to 7 a.m. until you were ready to, to pop on with us. So go ahead. Yes. Um, so they were talking about, you know, the load management. And, and obviously now, you know, uh, our guy uh, uh, Embiid is, is hurt. And now it looks like he's not going to make, you know, the required number of games to be even in the MVP conversation. And, you know, Philadelphia is sliding down the Eastern, you know, the Eastern Conference. And I said, you know, the Sixers to me are the Cowboys of the NBA. Really talented, going to win a lot of regular season games, and ain't going to do squat in the playoffs. What do you think? Yes, yes. Uh, Just like we said that the Cowboys and the Dolphins are the same exact teams. Mm-hmm. AFC and NFC versions. Yeah. Yes, I would. I would put Philadelphia. They, the Philly has that. Uh, yes, they have that cowboy dolphin quality about them. Yes. Yes, I like that. I agree. I agree. Just underachieving. Just, just you. Just you. Just, just know like that lack. no matter what they do in the regular season, they're just not going to be able to back it up in the playoffs. There's just a lack of overall toughness, Mike. Mm-hmm. There's just a lack of kind of. Just balls. They just lack balls. Well, balls are important. Uh, yes, they are. They are. Yeah. yeah. Let's, 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 a certain, let's be blunt. There's a certain testicular, like, there needs to be, like, they got the DVOA and all that crap. We should, there's got to be some type of um, balls over opponent. B O O O B O O Boo. Boo! Boo! You it's just you just invented oh, you just invented a new analytic term. Yeah. Boo! Balls over opponent. It's the boo scale. <laughs> see, this is see. I'm the one. I need to say. You know, they really need to show more testicular fortitude. <laughs> and you can just come on and say they it's just don't scale. have enough balls. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yes, yes. The boo scale. All right. I so, like that. All right. Let me ask you a question then. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Well, Here we go. Just, this is I'm good. This is good. Creating the boo scale. So this is I'm good. Gonna, okay. This is good. Right. Who do you think has a higher boo rating, the mm. Avalanche or the Nuggets? Ooh, a higher boo rating. That's a who great has a higher balls over opponent rating, rating, the Nuggets or the Avs? I'm going to say the Nuggets. Several different reasons. Okay. One, their mascot. Nuggets. What do you call your boys downstairs? <laughs> Sometimes you call them nuggets. Automatically, they're more ballsy. Okay. Okay. Two. Okay. Two. <laughs> most NBA teams have the equivalent of raisins <laughs> in their coin purse. So you know what? You're not lying, <laughs> right? So all you have to do is have anything that resembles, you know. It resembles something more than a raisin in your coin purse to be tougher than everybody else. Good point. Good point. And, hey, listen, as much as I give grief to hockey, <laughs> they're crazy. And they are, there's some there's some legitimate toughness uh-huh. when you're talking NHL hockey. So the overall be, uh, boo rating favors the, the, the Nuggets over the Avs, okay? Let me, and mm-hmm. I agree with you because they're the defending okay. champs. Avs are 
their their roster turnover since they won the cup has been pretty pretty significant. So this group has, has to prove their mm. boo rating. But let me let me go a little deeper then. Okay, which team's core has a higher boo rating? The av- Avalanche core of McKinnon, McCarr, Rantanen, Taves, uh, Nachuskin when he's there. Versus mm-hmm. the Nuggets of, and I'll just throw out their starting, their, their starting five. Who has who has the higher? Yeah. Which core yeah. has the higher boo rating? Yeah, the core higher boo rating for the core. I'm gonna have to go Avalanche. I agree with that. Yeah, I think just overall, like if you if you gave me Gordon, like three, three, like their three versus like Gordon. Jokic and Murray, Murray versus, versus McKinnon, McCarr, McCarr Rantan. <laughs> Boy, that would be Ooh, that tough. would be. Yeah, I would. I would probably end up giving it slightly to the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, because of Circus Club. Yeah, <laughs> Jokic wrestles bears. That's all I'm saying. Here is a great text. This is the text of the day. Okay. No doubt about it. Hey, where the heck was Aquaman when Evans was trying to hand out beach toys to strangers? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. He wasn't over there saving some poor child as you were like, hey, is that your daughter, lady? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. It was right by the ocean. Where yeah, was Aquaman? Was right Where was Aquaman yeah. to like you know be able to read my mind, you know, right. and be able to leap out of the water and and stuff me in the sand before I would embarrass myself like that and embarrass mm-hmm. you guys too. So you yeah. blew it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good it's point. A great call. Yeah, where's Basically Aquaman when you need call. him? Right. Superman oh, yeah, would Superman would have come through. Superman would have been there in a heartbeat, <laughs> creating a sandstorm when he. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! Just sand in your eyes. Yeah, but where's Aquaman when you need him? Uh huh. I mean, you don't think Aquaman hangs out by South Beach? That's where we were. So no. And then of course, Batman wouldn't show up either because was in the light of day. Batman does all his vengeance work at night (laughs) in the rain. (laughs) Right. It's got to be raining for Batman to come out. Based on the movie. Oh wow! Wow! This uh, this this was fun. This uh, this uh, this was a fun fun. Segment. Um, we learned a lot of things. The boost scale. Balls over opponent. Balls over opponent. The boost scale. Okay. All right. See, uh, if, the stat, if the stats actually operated this way. You're right. Right. Uh, we'll get to some reaction uh, to that. Uh, Avs core are all timers. Nuggets aren't. Hmm. Oh, what? Mm. You don't think you don't think Jokic is going down as an all timer, bro? What are you talking about, man? Yeah, what about yeah. Uh, you? Don't think you don't think Murray when it's all said and done is you go down as an all timer? That's a that's a that's a that's a great question because I I I think the way it's going right now, there's no doubt that McKinnon and McCarr are going to be Hall of Famers, uh-huh. and Rantanen. See, I think Rantanen is the most underrated superstar in the NHL. Right. I, I I would put him up against anybody as the most underrated superstar, uh, not all star superstar in mm-hmm. the NHL, most underrated. So I I don't know if he's going to be as as much of a slam dunk as the other two will be. But if you look at the Nuggets, Jokic is going to be a Hall of Famer. 
Correct. Will Jamal Murray be a Hall of Famer? Let, I'll tell you what, hold on to that. Let's because uh, I uh, and will Aaron right. Gordon be a Hall of Famer? How many Hall of Famers are there going to well, be? Well, Michael Porter's already. This, well, he's already been there. Put in the Hall of yeah, Fame. Yeah, he's right? already got a bust. Uh, knows the mm. word. Uh, so yeah, well, okay, it's, it, we'll get into that coming up. Also, uh, your reaction to everything from <laughs> the boo rating to Aquaman to just how bad was Guardians of the Galaxy three? That's all coming up next. You use your cell phone for a lot of things, but you shouldn't have to use it for everything. You deserve reliable home internet that fits your life and your budget. And right now, Internet Essentials Plus from Xfinity is free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. Get unlimited data and equipment included with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com free to see if you qualify. Restrictions apply. After program participation ends, Comcast standard charges, taxes, and fees apply. May not be combined with other offers. You're going to need a bigger boat. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Why, sister, you're so, you're so big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big, 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 huge. So here's what we have to do right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. You can't you, you, you can't tip this guy off because you created the boo rating, which is yes. again, it's a new measurement for the mm-hmm. analytic uh, mm-hmm. nerds out there. What's what's the boo rating? It's a balls over opponent. The boo meaning what does that meaning, mean? That what means like if you're just going on a ball scale. Which team has more balls? <laughs> Which team's got okay. more toughness? Which so, team's got more grit? So here's what we got to do. We're going to have Cecil on tomorrow. Oh. From the Senior Bowl. Oh. And dude. we are going to ask him with a completely straight face. Oh, my gosh. This is great. Different players' boo rating. And see if he just runs with it. Because whenever we make up fake scouting terms, Cecil's awesome because even though he has no idea what we're talking about, uh-huh. he runs with it. And he, like, like was it last year, angular capture? Angular capture. For offensive yeah. linemen. Yeah. He had never heard that. But to That's his credit, right. he didn't flinch. He didn't blink. And he's like, oh, yeah. I mean, let me tell you about this guy from Alabama. His angular capture is like a 97. He ran, he ran yeah. with it. So let's yeah. tomorrow. Don't, but don't anybody let Cecil know. That we're going to try to set him up with a boo rating yes. tomorrow, okay? Yep. That's our little secret. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's not talk about it on the interwebs. Right. Let's just, let's just, okay, from this point forward, we got to go, we got to go dark on this one. Right. This is like, yeah, this, this is, is like Fight Club. Cl- Fight Club clan- and Circus Club. You say clandestine? I'm a clandestine or, guy. Or a candlestein. What? Or candlestein. No, candlestein? no, no, it's clandestine. Yeah, that's how I say it. Clandestine. But some people say clandestine. clandestine. I'm more of a clandestine type guy, but yeah. Clandestine. Clandestine. Yeah. Anyway, it's shh, shh, shh. Mum's the word on boo, okay? Yes. Mum's, Mum's the, word the word on, on boo. On boo. So we were talking about boo ratings. Uh, did yeah. you want to add something? Maybe. Well, I was just thinking, maybe because, you know, he'll he'll see if I tweet something. What if I just acted like, like just sent out a random tweet that said, this dude, I was watching this. You know, I was watching some of the one-on-ones at the uh, at the combine senior or bowl. the uh, senior bowl, and I I don't even know who I was watching, but that dude's boo rating must be off the chart. Ooh, just leave it at that. 
Just leave it at that. And, and even and if people, people ask, even people if people ask, even if people ask, don't even respond to them. Okay. Right. Don't respond. That's just throw it out there. Ooh, I like that. Good chum in the water. Good, good yes, cast. Just throw it. Good just cast. Let's throw good. some bait out good. there. Right. I like well, it. We got a bobber so, on a big so, chunk of fish. We were All talking right. about the uh, the cores of the Avalanche and Nuggets, both championship cores. They've both proved their championship medal. Mm-hmm, and we got mm-hmm. talking about Hall of Fame and who's trending towards being in the Hall of Fame. And in my opinion, Jokic is an automatic. McKinnon's an automatic. McCarr's an automatic. I don't know yet if Rantanen is an automatic because I think he's the most underrated superstar in the NHL. Uh, so I wonder if he might slip through the cracks. Um, if the Avs keep winning multiple championships, if they win another championship or two, I don't think that'll be an issue. But Jamal Murray. What about Jamal Murray? As of right now, is, is Jamal Murray on a Hall of Fame trajectory? Never played an All-Star game. Right. But he's an NBA champion. NBA champion. Probably. And, and why has he not played in an all-star game? Well, you know, I mean, probably he had the injury, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but at least he's opened the eyes of the voters. Yeah, I think he's on. I think he's on a Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think so. I think he's on a Hall of Fame. I mean, we saw what he did in the bubble. We saw what he's done in the playoffs, how he's risen his game. I think that has a lot to do with, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, when you get in and you're close Hall of Fame balloting-wise, your playoff, what you did in the playoffs, if you're a champion, all that stuff makes a huge difference. So, yeah, I'm going to say he's on that trajectory. Yeah, because and, and you look at the big big difference. He's a 21-point-per-game score in the regular season. That jumps up to 25 points per game in the playoffs. That That's a, a rather significant jump. And when you look at a lot of players, those numbers most times go the opposite way from what they're uh, average in the regular season to the playoffs. So the fact that his go up and he's a big-game performer, I think, mm-hmm. to me, I, I and I always come back to the – Spurs comparisons. I think the Nuggets, they they have to look at the Spurs as their model. The Spurs came along, won a championship. The NBA world wanted to quickly dismiss them as an aberration. We do not want the champions to be residing in San Antonio, Texas. We don't want the face of the NBA to be Tim Duncan, sleepy, boring, fundamental Tim Duncan. So... But because the Spurs kept winning championships and became a dynasty, the NBA had no choice but to embrace them, and ultimately they became beloved. So the Nuggets, to me, they have to follow that same model. Uh, One championship, let's face it, the championship they won last year, for most people in the NBA world, is viewed as an irritant because they don't want the Nuggets to be the face of the NBA. So you got to keep winning more. Michael Malone is correct. Dynasty, dynasty, dynasty. And you look at the, the Spurs comparisons, Jokic is Duncan. Okay, Jokic needs mm-hmm. to win another title or two to be able to put himself up in that that rarefied air. And a guy like Jamal Murray, I look at like a Tony Parker. Tony Parker's regular season stats were not all that great. He was a mm-hmm. 15 point per game scorer in the regular season over 17 seasons, 15 points per game, but he was so freaking dynamic in the playoffs and helping win championships. He became a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And I could see Jamal Murray going that say Jamal Murray may never play in an all-star game. Yet I could easily see him being a Hall of Famer because of the success of the Nuggets and his success in the playoffs. 
Mm-hmm. Fair, fair comp. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a fair comp. What about Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon will not be a Hall of Famer. He is not on a Hall score, of Fame. He's he not scoring. No, but again, if Aaron Gordon is part of three championships or more, but let's say three mm-hmm. championships, then he becomes Manu Ginobili. Then he becomes the. The, the the glue guy, the ultimate team guy who was a huge uh-huh. part of championships, and that makes him Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah. I I I'm a big I'm a big Aaron Gordon. Like you want to talk about doing the dirty work stuff. I'm a big Aaron Gordon guy. Just what do you need like if you need me to score tonight, I can I can do that. I can make some scores, but the bottom line, you need me to rebound, you need me to play tough, you need me to defend their best Offensive player. That's that's what I do. Especially when you consider how he entered the league and how he has accepted and changed his role from being the fourth overall pick with the idea that he was going to be the man in Orlando and was the man in Orlando mm-hmm. and then gets traded here and immediately accepts a new role. That That's right. pretty amazing. That speaks to a real special makeup. Yeah, yeah. Un- the the unselfishness and his ability to you know to just morph into whatever you need him. It, like I just I always look at that as the the number one championship quality of championship organizations. Do you have unselfish guys that are willing to do whatever you ask them to do from a role standpoint? And that's one thing that I abs- I just love about the Nuggets. They they have a they have a team full of those guys. You know, here's a guy in Gordon who, you know, for, for a while there in Orlando is averaging, you know, 18, 16 points per game. You know, mm-hmm. and he's he's come to Denver and he is he has settled into a role where again, but yet he still scores. And that's a you know, of course a byproduct of, of you know playing with Jokic, but uh has still maintained a, a level of um his stats have stayed consistent. But you know, for his career he's a thirteen uh, point per game scorer averages six. You know he's a thirteen and six guy, thirteen yeah. points and six rebounds over the course of his career. That that on its surface is not a Hall of Fame uh, resume, but you win mm. two or three championships doing what he did last year and winning a championship. And the people who recognize the game will say, "Yeah, this guy's a Hall of Famer," and he'll go in. Yeah, like yeah. Draymond Green is Draymond Green a Hall of Famer? Yes, yeah, I think yes, he is. Of course yeah, he is. I, absolutely. Of course he is. And so Aaron Gordon can be right. to the Nuggets dynasty, we hope, what Draymond Green, minus the punching of teammates, uh, has been to the Golden State dynasty. Yeah. Just yeah. don't just don't punch anybody. Right. Just don't or choke anybody <laughs> or you know, yeah. or cheap shot yeah. anybody, or or, right. or any of that, or or, or, or you don't, know, or yeah, or, or don't get suspended it, for too many uh, technicals, uh, type of guy. Uh, do right. avoid all those things, and you'll yeah. be just fine. Especially uh, avoid punching your teammates when they're not looking right in the face. Up next, what one of our Bronco insiders thinks about all this chatter about the uh, Broncos going way up in the draft. To get a quarterback, that's next. You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. What does one of our Bronco insiders think of all this talk? And it's outside of the 
Super Bowl and maybe outside of some of the coaching stories, it's been the most talked about, rumored event out there this week wow. in the NFL. The idea that the Broncos might aggressively be looking to trade up into the top three to get a quarterback. And what would that entail? And who would they be going after? We posed that question early this morning to our Denver 7 insider Troy Rink about what he thought of these rumors. I just don't know that that's feasible given the fact your owner has said you're not going to spend big in free agency. You only have six draft picks this year. You have multiple holes to address. I, I don't know that you can you, you can do it. I mean, number one, you always can try to do it. Secondly, which one of those top three teams is not going to want a quarterback? I mean, that's the difficult part of this. Now, you could find one that maybe likes Bo Nix, so you could trade all the way up, and then that team trades back and picks Bo Nix at 8 or 12 or whatever. You know, I guess it would be 12 in this case. I don't see it right now. Now, again, we're, it's a fluid situation. We're just starting to get into February here, and the draft is you know months away. But for me, a more likely scenario is they draft a quarterback at 12, move back to 20 and get a second rounder and take a pick, uh, take a quarterback there. I don't know with where they are in this process that they'll move up. And again, they have to have a partner to move up. And I'm not sure which one of those teams would move out of that pick. But there's a long way to go. I just, I don't give it much credence right now, given the time of year we're in, but it's also a fluid situation. Ah, look at Troy bringing Mm -hmm. cold logic to the discussion and ruining all our fantasies. But, uh, all right, but let's go at it this way. Let's say they could find a dance partner. Let's say uh-huh. Washington or, or New England was was willing to trade. Would you give up what it would take to move up to one of the top three spots? Would you effectively give away the top of your next two drafts plus Patrick Sertan mm-hmm. to make it happen? Do you would, think, would you do it right. if you could find a partner? If I could find a partner and I believed... That, who? Okay, so let's say you're just going after Caleb Williams, and you think what Sean said last year—a generational—he's going to be the greatest player ever. He's going to be the next Mahomes. Then obviously you do it if that's what you believe. You do that, but I just don't think anybody really believes that. I think the most likely scenario, Mike, for me, is the Broncos trade back. And they pick up a really good player, say at any whatever it is, they pick up an old lineman, and then they find themselves in the second round and they go after a quarterback that's a second round pick. Uh maybe it's maybe it's uh, the Pratt kid you talked about. May, you know, maybe it's maybe it's Bo Nix falls back, whatever. But I think that's the most likely scenario uh coming into this kind of draft season. So since I'm an SWS guy, you know what that stands for? Is that is that like the boo rating? It's kind of like the S- boo rating. W- I'm an S- SW. I'm an I'm an SWS guy. You know what that stands S- for? Uh, wait a minute. S W S S W. I'm a stand C- with Sean guy. Oh, see, I was gonna say, see what. No, that would be see what Sean does. That would be an SWSD guy. <laughs> no, I am an SWS guy. I'm a stand okay. with Sean guy. And yeah. uh, much to the chagrin of uh, the afternoon show. But um, I'm a stand with Sean guy. And right. Sean strikes me as the type of guy that if if he were to 
try to pull something like this off and give up mm-hmm. two drafts to go get a quarterback that high, I'm all for it. Because if he is right, and since I'm an SWS guy, I, I would trust his uh, right. belief in a guy. And by the way, it'd be one guy. It would not be He would not be doing this with the idea that, hey, whoever drops to me, I'll take. Uh, he would be doing this to target a particular quarterback that he sees as being his next breeze. Then I'm all for it because if if you if he's right, then <laughs> you're one of the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. You're one of the lucky ones. You buck you buck the odds, and you became one of the lucky ones to find your guy, and that is beyond worth the worth of giving up uh, whatever you would have to give up for a couple of drafts. Remember, this was. You got to remember, and I, I wonder if people do who are listening right now. Can you go back to the time when Deshaun Watson was on the block and remember the conversations that reasonable, smart, yes. sober, not mm-hmm. prone to hyperbole type people, what they were saying about Deshaun Watson? Easily, easily give up three number ones, four, five, whatever it takes. Right. I, I mean, literally, I can remember. F- People that I think of as some of the most serious-minded people in our business saying, oh, yeah, four or five number ones, do it for Deshaun Watson. So if if Sean Payton targets a guy, identifies a guy, and believes in that guy as an SWS guy, I say absolutely give up the next two drafts for it. Sure, no problem. I like that, SWS. Yeah, yeah. Are you, a, are you, a, are you an SWS guy? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Fever? I'm not, are you SWS? I'm, are you S? You are, yeah. Rogue? Yeah. Are you an SWS? Uh, oh, Stanwich on? Yeah, of course. All yeah. right. See. Okay. Look at Rogue. Right. Let's look do at this, this whole show. Let's do and this. Unlike, 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 you know, the the afternoon show where you have one season, which was frankly the best season you've had in quite some time. You had an actual shot at making the playoffs, but one season where where all of a sudden. You went from being excited about Sean Payton being your coach to within, what, six months, five months, he's forgotten how to coach football and he had a horrible year. And you'd, rather have, that, and you'd rather have Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. I mean, how does that, how does that happen? I don't know. How do, how, do you, how do guys, like, how does Sean, who's done it for 15 years, how does all of a sudden he forgot how to do it? Not, what what he did was not good. He did like, and I guess most. I, I guess also most importantly is how do you, after living through these last eight years and right. all the terrible, terrible football and coaching and personnel decisions and GMing, all all of the bad stuff that just piled up like some huge pile of trash. You know, up on one of those barges that are floating around out in the ocean. Just a, a big old pile of trash gets dumped into the lap of Sean Payton. And you're butthurt because it all didn't miraculously get fixed in a year? Right. Wow. So are you an SWS man or woman I would imagine. Are you an SWS imagine. Bronco fan? Do you think, what, do you, what do you think the percentage is? Because you can't go by the text line. No, because the text line, the the majority of people are probably SWS guys, but the majority of textures will be Rusties. Uh, if like we're taking Broncos majority. country as a whole, 
okay, one big giant pie, 100%. Mm-hmm. How much of Broncos country is SWS? Stand with Sean. I would say, well, what would you say? I got a number. I'll ask everybody. Say, I'll, let's go I around would. the horn. Fever, what would you say the percentage of Broncos country is SWS? 75%. 75. Rogue, said the kid, what do you say? I say it's about half and half. 50? Yeah. Okay. Mark? I was, I was going to say 70%. I was going to say 70 as well. Wow. Mm. Rogue. We might need to trade you to the I, drive. It's not that I like it like that. <laughs> we might need to trade you to the drive. <laughs> you might fit in better with the drive. All their negativity and hatred. No, no, no. She's saying that she thinks that... that 50. That that's dri- it. That not for her, but she thinks that the majority of people have been influenced. Uh, you know, they, they've been oh, influenced. Oh, I see. I see. So she's saying 50-50. Okay. Don't give them that much credit. Yeah. That's don't, exactly what I'm saying. Don't give them that much credit. But I will I will say this. I mean, if we opened it up and asked for your texts, 90% of the people texting would be Rusty's. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna so I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at totally skew it. I'm gonna look at some of this. Yeah, I'm gonna look at some of these texts. We'll read some of those texts. Also, more from Troy. Also, uh, coming up in the next hour, Stephen A. Smith just getting owned, owned on the Nikola Jokic Joel Embiid debate. We'll have all that coming up next.